It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, it is a uh, Wednesday, and it's a busy Wednesday. So uh, I'll just tell you real quick. June the 25th is the golf outing, and uh, you go to uh, GetStuckOnSports.com, click on the tab, get your teams involved, uh, and thank you to uh, those who are already signed up. Yep. You guys are cool. The rest of you, you're, you're kind of off my Christmas card list right now. And if you sign up before June 1st, you get a discount. And uh, thanks to uh, Lance Campbell up at Campbell Cuts. I'm looking rather <laughs> dapper. Yes, you finally got your hippie hair taken care of. One year. Um, eight, or was it nine months? Ten, ten months. months. Close enough. Ten months is a year. Anyway, uh, Dennis, I saw some really good softball on Monday, and then I saw some really not good baseball yesterday. I saw a really good baseball game on Monday, and I'm not going to say my softball game was bad yesterday. I wished it would have been a little closer in the final score, but uh, both teams played hard. Uh, and they're uh, like, Marysville lost, but they did some nice things in the loss. Yes. Uh, my Marysville Northern game is going in the pantheon of weird, what the hell did I just watch kind of games. It goes in with Marine City Lincoln football and the Marysville <laughs> PH basketball game from this past year. It is joined. It is the first spring sport entrant from that. I think we had 18 errors in the game, and it took three and a half hours. And when I was done, it felt like I had just left the twilight zone. We'll talk about that in the second segment because we are starting with Mer- or with St. Clair, rather, very, very good week they've had so far. Yeah, uh, so softball first, ladies first today, and we'll get it rolling next. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeeze,
squeak or leak. Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And let's get it rolling softball, and we'll start with Monday. There was only a single game, Brady, but you saw a gem from Avery Paul. A gem is putting it lightly. She had electric stuff for our St. Clair took down Lons Cruz North 5 nothing, and the Crusaders never really had a chance. Uh, at the plate, St. Clair pushed across one run in the bottom of the first, two in the bottom of the third, two in the bottom of the fifth, and that's all they needed. The bats weren't on fire because Grace Pauling wasn't a bad pitcher for Lons Cruz North by any means. She just was outdueled. Avery Paul had the stuff it felt like she should have had. She had no hitter perfect game type stuff. On Monday, she gave up one hit. It was a double in the second. Savannah Saunders for Lons Cruz North jumped on a first pitch fastball and drove it to the center field wall. And that was the only good swing of the day. She faced one over the minimum. That was the only batter that got on. She struck out 12. And St. Clair absolutely dominated in the win. I uh, had a couple of hits for Julia Schweighoffer. She had two RBIs as well. Laney Pavlo roped a triple down the left field line that drove in a run. She scored twice. Claire Borg had a hit and scored twice. She got hit by a pitch in her first two at-bats. Uh, and then Avery Paul at the plate had a hit. She walked once. You know, not a bad day. Hadley Schwartz hit and walked as well for St. Clair. So they did enough at the plate. But when you have Avery Paul throwing that elite level stuff, Dennis, it's hard to it, – it's going to be tough to lose that game when you're pitching that well because we documented St. Clair had a huge week this week and they needed to get off to a good start. And, well, that's about as good as a start as you could get. That It felt like the top of the innings were taking three, four minutes long to play. Yeah, uh, a similar feel yesterday. N- not – as dominant, but I'll say this. Marysville had five hits in the game. Only one of their hits made it to the outfield grass. A solid, sharp single back up the box by Lexi Perrin in the second. Three of their hits were bunts, where they, they laid down perfect bunts and beat them out, and the other hit was a... They were in for the bunt, and it was a soft little liner over the head of the third baseman that hit behind the bag and just kind of died in the dirt there. Yeah. So it never made it to the outfield. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting bunt hits, especially when a, a batter is or a pitcher is as on as Avery Paul has been this week. But, yeah, that goes to show you how well she's been pitching. Yeah. Five, the five hits doesn't walk anybody, doesn't hit anybody. Only struck out five in this game. The the Vikings were good about to trying to get the ball uh, in uh, play. But the other thing I noticed about her is she tends to get strikeouts, at least in this game, when she needed him. Second inning was uh, an inning where they got two runners on against her. She got two strikeouts to, to get herself out of trouble. Uh, plenty of early offense. This one actually could have gotten away from Marysville in the very first inning. Uh, first Saint reaches on an error, then Schwartz hits an RBI uh, double. Avery Paul walks after Claire Borg lines out to left. They get a single from Saros to score a run, single from Pavlo to score a run. Schweighoffer walks, so now the bases are loaded with only one out in the inning. Uh, but Brandy Bassett struck out Malcolm, and then Savannah Clark turned on one and hit a rocket out to right that I thought 
off the bat, it's it's going over Megan Lenarski's head, and this is going to be at least a triple the way Clark runs. Yep. Um, and with two outs, the runners are all flying around the base pass, and somehow backpedaling, Lenarski stuck her glove up and made a great snag um, to end the inning and keep it from being six or seven to nothing at three to nothing. And then they throw out a runner at the plate in the uh, second inning. Maddie Cole tried to score uh, after doubling with one out, and Avery Paul singled, and uh, Emma Curtis got the line drive single on one hop and left and threw a dart to home. And then Anna Oles is maybe the best catcher in the year. I know she struggled at the plate early, but she's actually starting to hit again, had two two of their five hits uh, in yesterday's game, and she just made a great sweep tag, gets the runner out at the uh, the plate. So in the uh, third, they push a run across, uh, only at bat of the game for Ashton Zimmer, and she rakes a double to drive in a, a run to make it four to nothing. They add a run in the fourth on back-to-back doubles by Schwartz and Paul. Boy, this Hadley Schwartz been raking the ball this year too so now it's five nothing they get a two-run single from schwartz in the fifth to make it uh, seven to a nothing and and that was basically your ball game 14 hits for the saints yesterday wow. they were swinging the stick pretty good they hit five doubles um so they they do a lot of nice things a lot of people to talk about cole doubled and walked schwartz had three hits two of them doubles three rbis scored a couple of times uh avery paul along with her pitching line had two hits a double a walk an rbi a run scored aaron saros two hits and an rbi laney pavlo had a hit in an rbi zimmer had a double and an rbi and uh, clark had two hits scored a run and was robbed of an extra base hit with the bases loaded. And Oles had the two hits for Marysville, but St. Clair, powered by Avery Paul's pitching, uh, is uh, off to a, a great start this week uh, with back-to-back shutouts. Yeah, and does this kind of squarely put St. Clair in the conversation of – they have to be the favorite in that district now. They are staring down – the, their own destiny in the Mac White because Lons Cruz North, they were 5-1 and one in the Mac White, and they were the biggest competition. Now St. Clair up to 5-1. and one. They have a half-game lead on both Lons Cruz North and Utica, who are both 5-2. and two. And remember, that St. Clair's only loss. They let that one get away. They play Lons Cruz North tomorrow on Thursday. If they sweep this week, you have to be very bullish on St. Clair, and you have to be buying St. Stock in a big way because they have all the makings of a team that can make a run in the postseason. Yeah, and and looking at what Marysville is doing, they're now six and eight on the season, two and four in in the league. I still feel like this is a really good softball team, but uh, they haven't found their identity. They haven't really, you know, figured out certain things, and now. We'll find out later about Kate Westmiller because I'm going to see a lot of the Vikings this week. I see a doubleheader on Thursday, and then they're in that Algonac tournament Friday and Saturday. But Kate Westmiller left the game yesterday. Uh, she ran hard through the bag at first trying to beat out a, a ground ball and went down. And again, it's across the other side of the field. But she uh, she was hurting. And I don't know if it's an ankle, a knee, something in between, a hamster. I don't know. But they had to carry her off the field and then cart her out to the parking lot. Uh, and that's a player 
they can't they can't lose Kate Westmiller. No, she's the spark plug of that team. She's at the top of the order. She gets on base. She kind of gets the offense going. And uh, Marysville team that's struggling as is can't lose one of your better players. Can't lose maybe your cons- most consistent hitter. Just yeah. can't. Yeah, and they and and you know. Oles is starting to to go, but the, they don't seem to be getting them all going at the same time. Like Kane hits and nobody else hits. Walters hits and nobody else hits. Oles hits, right? Else hits. West Miller hits, but nobody else hits. They got to get them all going. Yeah, yeah. But seven nothing and Dennis, as you mentioned, a couple of breaks go the Saints' way. The game might have not went seven innings. Yeah. But but again, too, I'm also going to say you faced Avery Paul yesterday, and that's probably why you were held to five hits. Yeah, I'm I'm going to give Avery Paul but all the credit in the world. I too. will say, Marysville after last year, you don't expect them to get back to to a state title, but you also have to kind of raise the expectations a little bit. You you have to expect to hit. You can't expect to get shut out. Like, yes, you tip the cap to Avery Paul. She's pitching as well as anyone probably in the state is right now in softball. But if you want to do what you did last year and make a name and come district time, guess who you're going to have to face? Avery Paul. Oh, yeah. You want to win a district. Yeah. So, yeah, you can say, well, we faced a tough pitcher, but that tough pitcher is, could end your season in a couple weeks. Uh, I, I don't know how the pitching was, but uh, a high-scoring doubleheader, the PH split. Uh, they beat Warrenwood's Tower 14-11 to in Game 1, and then Tower takes Game 2 12-10 to uh, in apparently four innings. Yeah, I don't know if that game was called due to darkness. I don't know why it would have unless the first game. I mean, I know 25 runs is a lot, but... It's well, getting I, it's light out till like nine o'clock now. I know, but I can see these games both these games going along. But even if you start at four thirty, there's no <laughs> way it takes four and a half hours to play two, does it? I don't know. Yeah, that's eleven eleven innings with twenty five forty seven runs being scored. You know there's probably a lot of pitches and a lot of base runners. Maybe. Maybe. But Good for Portier and I for getting one win and maybe losing another, or they went in four. I don't know if that's the final score, but that's what we saw. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we had another local, local softball matchup. Marine City took it to Port here on Northern. The Mariners feeling good about themselves. They are cruising in the Mac Blue, an 11 to 1 win over Northern. Mackenzie Laboon goes five innings, gives up seven hits, gives up just one earned run, walks one, strikes out seven. Jade Blanchard had two hits in an RBI. Paige Nelson had a triple, scored twice. Jocelyn Dietland a hit, a run in an RBI. Maya Simons had two hits, a double RBI and a run scored. Nancy Coleman had two hits, including a home run. She drove in three on the day, scored once herself. For Northern, Becca Larson had a double in an RBI. Shannon Falco with two hits. But this is this is just a case where you have a Marine City team who is seasoned and has learned how to win and is kind of in win-now mode, trying to put some hardware on the shelf. And this is a Northern team that's in the early stages of learning how to win, a very young team that in two years the script might be flipped. But right now, Marine City is just a team that is starting to play some really nice softball. Yeah, it started with them uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had them 
three days in a row for four games, and they beat Cousineau handily. Then they split that doubleheader with Richmond, and I know they were really feeling good Which, about an all-time performance by yeah, Jocelyn Deeds. Yeah, the the one nothing game. I know they were really proud of. Um, not so much in game two, but they turned around the, the next day and beat their rival Marysville in a mercy. So from since that week, it just seems like Marine City's been on a roll. They're six and one in the MAC Blue. They're a half game back of Frazier. That's just because they've played one less game than Frazier. But they'll make that up tonight. They play Port here on high. Again, those are two teams on different ends of the spectrum. All right. To the BWAC, where we had a lot of craziness because, well, it's the BWAC. Uh, North Branch and Elmont go 10 innings in game one of their doubleheader, and North Branch pulls out the 7-4 to four win, uh, powered by Alana Dushevsky, who goes all 10 innings, scattered eight hits, three earned runs, two walks, 13 strikeouts, Adds two hits, including a double and an RBI at the plate. Jasmine Mock had two hits. She tripled, drove in a run, walked twice, and scored. Uh, Emily Brinker had three hits, including a double. She knocked in four runs. Kendall Roshevsky for Almont had a four-hit game, a couple of doubles and four RBIs. And Maya McLean went all 10, uh, gave up five earned runs, seven hits, walked three, but she struck out 13. So 26 strikeouts, but 11 20, runs. Yeah, yeah. 20 innings of softball, and eventually someone had to break through, and North Branch did. And, yeah, we talked about this is the week of reckoning for North Branch. You'll see them tonight at two against Richmond, but they take game one against Almont, and that's a big win. That moved them to, at the time, 3-0 and in BWAC play. But Almont, you knew, wasn't going to lie down. And they come back in game two, take it seven to five. Devin Johnson had two doubles in RBI. Kendall Rasheski had a hit, drove in two, came across the score once. Lydia Lacavera had three hits, a double, two RBIs, a run scored for the Raiders. And North Branch, Macy Bug had three hits, a run scored. Jasmine Mock, two hits, a double, an RBI, and a run scored. So Almont bounces back, but... This is where the upset loss to Cross-Lex kills you. It just it, it sinks you because now you have three losses in league play. You still have to take on Richmond. And if you want any chance of winning a league title, which we think Elmont is good enough to do, like they have the quality team, you have to sweep Richmond. And the way Katie Shoeboy's pitching – I don't know of any team in the state could sweep Richmond right now. Yeah, I mean that's that's a real tough ask at this point. Um, d- did I think Elmont could get a split with Richmond? I absolutely did and still do, but that's not going to be good enough. No, no, it's burn and the even boat's and even at, at this point, uh, a sweep might not be enough. So as much as it pains Elmont fans to do. They're probably going to have to be Broncos fans today and be cheering for North Branch because if they can somehow – well, that that's the catch-22. If they sweep Richmond, then guess what? North Branch is in the driver's seat, and you've already played them. Then you need them to lose twice. You, you just need North scenario. Branch to keep splitting with Richmond yes. and Algonac. You need them to split so that Richmond and Algonac get another loss in there somewhere. Yeah. So that's 
So, again, another split in the BWAC. Have, I don't think any of the top four teams have swept each other, no? Not so far. They've all been split. They've all been split so far. Which the, the outlier is Almont losing to Cross-Lex, and Cross-Lex is carrying that high into this week because, oh, boy, did they put up runs against Armada. Yeah, this is crazy. Armada scored 20 runs in a doubleheader and didn't win a ball game. Yeah. Because because the the pioneers is 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 this are 36 runs they're bombing home runs all of a sudden they yeah last year they were small ball this year they are the long ball game 1 21 11 they mercy armada despite giving up 11 runs riley robertson Two hits, RBI, three runs scored. Raina Johnson, a hit, an RBI, a walk, three runs scored. Jaden Gumtow, two hits, a home run, four RBIs, five runs scored. Shelby Oliver, two hits, three RBIs, run, three runs scored. Aaron Kensley, two hits, three RBIs, a run scored. Julie Van Camp, a grand slam, had four RBIs and a run scored. That was the majority of the 21 runs for Crosslex. And you put up 11 runs, Armada had some girls put up some numbers. Natalie Sauer, she put one over the fence. She drove in two, walked twice, scored two runs. Ellie Couch had a home run with three RBIs and a run scored. Lay Knock had two hits, a double, an RBI. And Dara McKenzie had a triple, an RBI, and came across the score as well. Uh, and uh, what, Croslix had a 12-run inning in that yeah. game? Yeah. And there were some errors, but when it wasn't like a double-digit error. There was, trust me, there was a fair share of error for both teams in those games. But they, uh, with the numbers I just read, they came to swing it. All right, the, the, the pitcher's duel game was, was game two, 15-9. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, shocker that the first day we have, or the first two days we have that are not freezing, you get some unreal performances. The really good pitchers pitched unbelievable, and the really good hitting teams started to hit. Yeah, 15-9. to nine. Go on. Read, read the numbers yeah, again. Yeah, Raina Johnson with two hits, two RBIs, two runs scored. Aaron Kensley doubled, drove in a run, scored twice. And uh, Julie Van Camp had two hits, scored three times, stole a couple of bases for the Pioneers. For Armada, Haley Schramm had two hits, a double, knocked in a run, scored a run. Uh, Alexa Kanaki, uh, homer, drove in two runs uh, and scored twice. Brooklyn Pratt had a couple of hits and an RBI and a run, and Natalie Sauer with two hits and an RBI. So those are two big wins for Cross Lex, and they've I don't know if they've had players in and out of the lineup, but they have been so Jekyll and Hyde, they get just obliterated by Richmond. They turn around and steal a game from Almont, and then they play a a not bad Armada team and put up how many runs did you say? 36. 36 runs in two games. They can hit the ball when it's their day. When it's not, they get shut out back-to-back games. Again, Katie Shoeboy might have a big factor to do with yes. that. But Croslex is now 5-5 five and five in the BWAC. Obviously, they're out of the race. But they've already thrown one wrench in there, and I believe they still have to play North Branch and just North Branch. They already play two against Algonac. So I wouldn't say that's a slam dunk sweep for North Branch. Not the way Crosslex is hitting right now. Um, speaking of Algonac, they were hitting. They always hit. 
uh, swept uh, MLA City in a doubleheader, 13-2 in game one as uh, Kennebomarito goes uh, seven, doesn't allow an earned run, walks one, strikes out 11, adds three hits at the plate and drives in a run. Ella Stevenson, two hits, including a double. She knocks in two, gets uh, two walks, steals a base, scores three runs. Uh, J.C. Reams with three hits, two RBIs, two runs scored. Maria Simpson had a hit, drove in a run, walked a couple of times and uh, scored a run. And then Algonac takes game two, 11-1, Brady. And again, pretty much the same names. Bomarito, two hits, an RBI, two runs. Ella Stevenson taking the afternoon off with only three hits, a double, a home run, four RBIs, and uh, three runs uh, scored. Do something, Ella. Uh, J.C. Reams, two hits, a double, two RBIs, a walk, two runs scored, and D. DeLang had two hits and an RBI and a run scored. Yeah, so her home run total keeps climbing. She had, she had 19 last year. And I'd have to go back and check, but I think she's all, she might be past double digits already yeah, this year. Yeah, I think year. she's... She's got 10 or 11 this year. It's got to be. So, yeah, that's that's really impressive. And she's just a junior. Yeah. There's the, one the shame more of, year. The, the shame of it is is she lost her freshman year. I know. I know. Um, one last doubleheader. This one didn't go the way I thought it would. It ended up with two Richmond wins, which is what I thought would happen. But Yale made it interesting. Yale actually went up in game one, one nothing before losing five to one. Emma Thompson hit a top of the first home run to take the lead, one nothing, and then Richmond put it on lockdown. Katie Shoeboy, eighteen strikeouts. Is that all? It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's only twenty one outs. I know. Unless Richmond catching is just dropping it on purpose so she can strike out more batters, which I, I don't, don't think, think they would let that happen. No, but <laughs> 18 strikeouts, and this is becoming the norm in BWAC play. I'm, I'm t- telling the ball has just amazing movement. She's a pitcher, okay? A lot of kids are throwers because they, they, they throw heat and they right. just challenge you and dare you to hit it and they overpower you. And she can do that. She's got a great fastball, but her stuff has movement. Her fastball moves. She's got that churve, they call it, which is like a changeup that tails away like a curveball. She uses all the zones, up, down, changes your eye level, goes inside, goes outside, changes speeds. She's just terrific. You have to be to get 18 strikeouts. Unbelievable, unbelievable numbers. And I don't want this to be one of the situations where we start reading off stats every game and go, oh, yeah, Katie Shoeboy, 16 strikeouts. Uh, like it's an average day at the park. Because <laughs> it, it feels like it's like, like what we, we do with Ella. Or like what we did with Tyler Jameson. We go, Tyler Jameson, 28 points, whatever. Yeah. Ho- Ho-Hum took the night off, yeah. only scored 22 last night. Right. So seven innings pitch, 18 strikeouts. Lauren Creon had a double. Pipo Clark had two hits, including a triple and a home run. Drove in three. Sophie Ferranti, two hits, an RBI. Ashley Stafford with two hits for the Richmond Blue Devils. And in game two, Yale was ripe for the upset. They were up 3-0 after six innings of play. And then... After eight innings of play, it was 10 to three Richmond. Wow. So Richmond ties it in the seventh. Lauren Creon hits a two run home run to tie it at three. They push it to extras. And yeah. A seven run eighth. Yale couldn't escape. 
I have a feeling it was similar to the game, the baseball game I did yesterday where the feeling is it's like they're coming back. We just need to find a way to get three outs and, and leave, get out of here, escape with a, a, with a win, and they just couldn't do it. So if you just look at the final score and see 10-3, to 3, you go, ah, Richmond took care of business. They were fighting for their lives, and there are probably a lot of disappointed people in Algonac and in, in Elma, North, North Branch, Branch that are going, come on, Yale. Yes. <laughs> you were so close. Because imagine the the mix up that would have thrown into the BWAC standings. That would have been yeah. And Yale's a team that's now zero and six in BWAC play, and they were three outs from beating Richmond. Because again, the, there really isn't a bad team in the B. There isn't an easy game. No, no, the BWAC I. I would say that, I mean, we talked about it last show, how the top of the BWAC has gone and competed and beat Mac Red opponents. Yeah. Uh, d- d- a couple of BWAC teams have played Dakota. They're one and one against the yeah. BWAC. Richmond stomped Romeo in two games in the Mac Red. I don't. I think someone's played Chippewa Valley at some point. Yeah, they were, they were in the tournament yeah. at Algonac, and so was Stevenson. Yeah, and Stevenson's in the Mac White. So the... The top of the BWAC is as good of softball as you'll see. And just because you're Yale or you're Armada or you're Croslex and you're out of the title race, I know there's no moral victories, but just know you're playing in one of the toughest leagues in the state. So it's not that you're not good. It's that your opponents are elite. Yeah. Uh, one other score before we hit the break. Anchor Bay beat Ike uh, 7-1 to one, uh, yesterday. And we've got a lot of baseball to talk about. Uh, well, Brady doesn't want to talk about his baseball game, but I'm going to make him. But I'll talk about one that I saw on uh, Monday uh, first. Big series for St. Clair, and it's actually not going very well for them so far. But we'll get to that in a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, you're back. Dennis and Brady, big week for the St. Clair Saints, and uh, they were playing great baseball. Uh, and I don't think they, they played bad baseball on uh, Monday, but they fell short because uh, Jake Tedesco, a left-hander for Gross Point North, um, was pretty tough. Six innings, gave up a run on four hits, walked two, struck out ten. Big, tall uh, lefty. Um, and I'll tell you what, Gross Point North, pretty good baseball team. St. Clair, pretty good baseball uh, team. This one ended up 2-1 to one at the plate. Drew Hill, the leadoff hitter for Gross Point North, who, by the way, have more left-handed hitters than the rest of the area combined. There is a lack of left-handed hitters in baseball in the area. And softball this year. Like, everybody hits right-handed. But Drew Hill from the left side. St. Clair, down the lines, it's doable. But you get it's in, doable in the whole park. It I, just plays It's 360 big, to center. Which isn't – It's that's not crazy. Like, Richmond's 345, and nobody ever hits one out of there. Yeah, because the fence is also 30 feet tall. Which I don't makes, ever see anybody hit it out to the fence. But it's – it's doable at St. Clair. Like it's it it plays like it's three eighty to center, but if you give it a ride, you can put it out at any part of the ballpark. Uh, I, I I've only seen one or two hit out of there, uh, and then here here's a left hand hitter goes opposite field off Jacob Turner, and it is just a, with the wind blowing in, but it was just a frozen rope line drive. That didn't stop going well, it until helped. it got over the fence. It helps when you have a guy throwing 90s, and if you barrel it up, it's going to go a long way regardless. And if you put a good swing and barrel it up on 90, yeah, it's going to carry over 300 feet easily. Yeah, it was it was an impressive home run. It gave Gross Point North a one nothing lead in the top of the third. Saints came right back in the bottom of the third with one out. They got a, what else? Logan Ellis worked a walk, hmm. uh, his five millionth walk this season, uh, and then Jared Cramp singled sharply to uh, right, and uh, Brendan Cole hit the uh, old Baltimore chop off the dirt on the drawn-in infield, and uh, it, it took one bounce. How and many it just listeners took do off. you think understood that reference? Baltimore chop. Yeah. If, if you ever listened to, if you were fortunate enough to listen to Ernie Harwell, that was one of his sayings. Which, not to make you feel old, but he hasn't been on the air in twenty five. He's a years. legend. I know, I know. He's a legend. But no one, there's like, basically, if you're under the age of what thirty five, a high hopper gonna... that goes through the infield is called the Baltimore chop. Just like a stupid pop up is called a can of corn. It's from the 19-teens, but people still say it and know what's going on. I hear can of corn. Well, because can of corn is a universal term. There's I, also the, the Texas Leaguer, and that's a pop-up that, that falls. still hasn't been used this side of Y2K. Oh, you're, just, you're just a baby in diapers still. You're just li- old and li- about to be li- in diapers. Li- li- listen, listen to, don't compare me with Denny White. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> That's low. Anyway, get back to the game. You, you love that more than I did. Uh, and it was good to see Denny on Monday. Uh, RBI single for Cole. Tied the game at 1-1, but th- that was it for the uh, the Saints, uh, really. And the tie got broken in the uh, the fifth. 
Hill again was involved in it. He singled, eventually came around to uh, score on a Luke Babcock uh, RBI uh, single. Um, Hill had two hits in the game, scored two runs, uh, two hits for uh, James McCauley, two hits and an RBI for uh, Babcock. Uh, But uh, Turner was uh, solid as well. He went uh, six-plus. He came out to start the seventh, and they took him out after a a walk. Um, But uh, the Saints fall two-to-one. And again, just the four hits against Tedesco. He was really the story in the game. He outdueled Turner to get to Gross Point uh, North the win, and that put Gross Point North. They came in a half game behind the Saints, and that flipped it and put them a half game ahead of the Saints in the uh, Mac White uh, standings. With two more games to go in the week, and when we get into yesterday's scores we can get into game two well, of that series we can just talk about it right now because there's not going to be a whole lot to discuss gross point north brought in st Clair and sent them home with their tail between their legs game two went seven nothing gross point north i think it was a three hitter four hitter effort for gross point north they have pitching and again you're in the mac white it's going to be a grind game in and game out and now you're putting yourself in a very tough situation where tomorrow is a absolute must-win game against Gross Point North if you want to have a chance. As we said, 4-2 and two is probably the minimum that they'd have to go if they wanted to be Mac White champs. Game and a half back of Gross Point North. Yeah, now you have to win your next four to do it, including sweeping Anchor Bay who lost the first two to Lance Cruz North, one on a walk-off, and yesterday by a run. Yeah, and Oh, excuse me, they beat Lance Cruz North by a run yesterday, so they split. Okay. Well, that's that's a big win for, for them. Uh, and, and I think looking at that, I think the Saints were hoping Lance Cruz North would win two of those games. Yeah, they, well, they just need to take care of their own business because after losing two to Gross Point North, Thursday's an absolute must-win. If you lose that game... Your Mac White title hopes are all but dead and buried. All right. Uh, back to uh, Monday in the uh, BWAC. Richmond was just being Richmond. They beat Yale uh, 9 to nothing. That means uh, they'll be a, a 2 to 1 game uh, when they play games. No, two. no. They didn't beat them like 16 to nothing. So they, they have a little bit more room to spare. But they, yeah, Richmond's just Richmond. I don't know if. I feel like Hudson Davenport hasn't given up an earned run in BWAC play yet. He goes seven innings, which. I think this is the first time he's had to actually pitch all seven. Gave up just two hits, no runs, no walks, six strikeouts. He is just the model of consistency. And he helps his own cause. Yes. Two hits, a double, an RBI. Yeah, and then he has a lineup behind him that he knows is going to hit Trey Taylor. Three hits, RBI. Ben Hitzelberger, uh, double, RBI, run scored. Ryan Nettles, two hits, a double, two RBIs. Walked twice, scored three times. Dylan Parker, double, Two RBIs, walk, run scored. Richmond wins another BWAC game. And again, the waters are a lot less choppy for Richmond. And they're looking for someone else to knock off the other teams in in the race with them. And they almost got it (laughs) from Crosslex. They almost got it. Armada Wins on a walk-off, Josh Genuine had the walk-off RBI hit to beat Crosslex 3-2. And a nice showing from a young pioneer team, but Armada 
doing just enough to keep winning. That's been their M.O. this year. Zach Marcy, two hits, RBI, walk, run, score. Josh Genuine, as I mentioned, had the game-winning hit. Wyatt Waskin went seven innings pitched, six hits, no earned runs, two walks, eight Ks, just doing enough. And if they could sure up the defense, which usually they are, that's it's a, it's a little easier win for the Tigers. For Croslex, Jet Weeder had two hits. Jake Townsend had a hit, a, a walk, and a run scored. Nick Monzo had a hit and an RBI as well. But that's a survival win for Armada against Croslex. Emily City was up five nothing after two, and then Algonac beat them thirteen to five. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Algonac went oh. They, they also want to win the game, and yeah, after being down 5 nothing, they turned it on and got a big win. Could you imagine Algonac, their winning streak gets snapped, losing to MLA City, who has struggled in a tough way this year? You, you had Ty Schultz, two hits, two runs scored. Josh Kasner, three hits, including a double and a triple, have a day. A walk, four runs scored. Jake Kasner had a triple, three RBIs, a walk, three runs scored. Owen Jacobs, two RBIs, a walk, a run scored. Roger Boone, a double, an RBI, two walks. Jack Cody, a hit, an RBI, and two walks. And for MLA City, Xander Nolan had two hits, a double, and two RBIs. And I believe it's Tyler Prees had two hits and... uh, had a couple RBIs on the game as well. Sorry, had one RBI F with a double on the game as well. All right, North Branch beats Elmont 6-5. to five. Uh, Aiden, I'm going to go with the Swish today. Had two <laughs> hits, three steals, a walk, and two runs. Brant Primo had a hit, an RBI, a walk, and a run. And Antonio Soto with a hit and three more RBIs. He's been killing it this year. He has. He's been a big bat in that lineup. Yeah, we, we say his every time we do a North Branch score, we, we say something good about him. And Almont was winning this game midway through. Couldn't hold on. It's been yeah. the, it was the, the days of comebacks. It's, and it's been just a, a really disappointing year for Almont. Brandon Hunsecker did have two hits and score a run. Cody Koval, two hits, knocked in a run. And uh, Blake Bunch with two hits, including a double, and he scored a couple of uh, runs. Just uh, some other scores from Monday. Lance Cruz North beat Anchor Bay 9-6. to six. Uh, Brady, you said a three-run homer ended yeah. it. Yep. Lance so Cruz walk North off. walked it off on Monday before dropping the game on Tuesday. Country Day over Cardinal Mooney 7 to nothing, And uh, Marlette is heating up. They uh, swept Harbor Beach 9 nothing and 4-1 to one were the scores on uh, Monday, bringing us to yesterday. We already mentioned the Gross Point North St. Clair game. Do you want to go right to yours, or do you want to get these other two scores Let's in? take our last break. Okay. Because I might be a little long-winded talking about this Marysville Northern game because <laughs> it was a very long-winded game in and of itself. Uh, a bitter Brady coming up next.
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. 
Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, you're uh, back. Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. I won't let Brady use these, but I don't, and I don't know if this is the right one. No. No, okay. Well, this is a great start. There it is. Oh, I get the applause. Standing ovation for Brady for making it through his game yesterday. I deserve it. <laughs> I, I might as well hit this one. Yeah, some money. Yeah, you're lucky I didn't get paid by the hour we would have been out of business today. So, um, how do I preface this game? Um, it was a Twilight Zone game. It was actually, turns out, a very big game for Port here on Northern. But I guess the best way I could put this is if you could give out two losses in a game yesterday, both teams would have lost the game. <laughs> Not tied. <laughs> they both would have lost, and I don't think anyone at that game would disagree. It was two teams that have talent that I have not seen make these mistakes just go to outer space. So it's Portier on Northern versus Marysville. Northern's a game and a half back of Lakeview, six games to go in league play. And Marysville's been struggling. They're one and eight in league play, but as we've said, they've been they've been in games. They haven't embarrassed themselves. They've been playing well all game, all season long. And you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they could steal a game, maybe two, if they played really well. They've had good pitching. Well, for the first two innings, Porter Kays was on lockdown. Really, the first three through three innings. Northern struck out six times and Kays was, excuse me, seven times. Kays struck out seven of the first 10 batters he faced. Only one runner got on, and that was a Dylan Bloink ground ball error. And I'm like, Porter Kays has it today. After three innings, 
it is six nothing Marysville. And you go, oh, the bats came alive. Well, yes, to a point. In the second inning, they had four hits, which pushed across five runs, and including a John Herdeby's two RBI double. But here's what also happened. Here was the first inning. Error, error, pop out, single, one three six two double play. So two errors in the first. In the second, it started off with a walk and a double play. So you think Northern's getting through it easy. Then it went single, error, error, three straight hits before a strikeout ended the inning. So that's what, four errors in two innings for Northern? A team that is usually pretty sound defensively, who has athletes on the infield, has athletes that make plays and can be a really good ball club when they put it all together. And it's 6 nothing through three innings, and I'm going, Northern's about to just wash away the series. They are... They're gonna. They're, they have a chance to catch up. They have a series with Lakeview, but they lose this game. They are all but done. Then in the sec, in the fourth, they push across two runs to make it six to two. And this is when Kay started to look a little, a little human. It was a couple of hits, a walk, a sack fly, but he struck out the last two batters to limit the damage. They would add a run in the bottom of the the inning to make it six to two or seven to two. And you're going, okay. They got a few hits. Oh, well. Like, team, good teams get hits. Deal with it. But then the next inning, after it's 7-2, to two, they come back. Walk, strikeout, single. Fielder's choice scores a run, and Derek, Ru- sorry, Derek Ruiz then hit a two-RBI single. He was caught trying to steal second. So it's 7-4. And Marysville, you could feel her just tightening up a little, going, oh, no. They're held scoreless in the bottom half. 7-4 going into the top of the sixth. Get one more run across thanks to uh, two errors in the inning from Marysville. Logan Sheffer, excuse me, that was the seventh. In the sixth, Owen Johnson got on with a single and then an error moved everyone up and he eventually came in to score. 7-5. Marysville held scoreless again. Ryan Falastro pitched three nice innings, and Derek Ruiz came in in the sixth, shut the door in the seventh. And this is where you feel like Marysville's just thinking, escape. Northern has all the momentum. And if we can just get three outs, we can hold them at bay. It's one of those situations where you feel like the other team just ran out of time or ran out of outs, and they just couldn't quite get it done in the seventh. Down two. Logan Sheffer, leadoff walk. Jacob Kerrigan gets on with an error. Then Alex Armstrong hit by a pitch. Bases loaded. They bring in the third pitcher of the day, Andrew Benson, to try to just get out of the jam. A fielder's choice by Ruiz. It looked like a routine double play. Second picks it up, throws to, to short covering the bag, gets it throw to first wide of the bag. So you would have had a Double play that would have put a runner on third with two outs, still up a run. Instead, that ties the game. A walk, and uh, Derek Ruiz was caught trying to steal third, trying to get fancy and and steal an extra base. He got caught stealing again, and then a pop-out to get out of the inning. And it's 7-7. Ruiz doesn't give up anything in the bottom of the seventh. One, two, three. And then it really went into the twilight zone. Walk, (laughs) fly out, a 
pop-up. Uh, uh, it was technically a single for Nick Schrader. He hit it about 100 feet in the air, two feet in front of home plate, and the pitcher and the third baseman came together, and they both said, you got it, and it dropped right in between them. And it's just one of those games where you're like, all right, sure, why not? <laughs> then a hit batter, and then a single. So this is where those hurt you because you get the errors. A, a walk and an air, a throwing error put a couple runs in to score. Derek Ruiz had another two RBI single. Northern gets out of the inning. It's 12-7. to seven. Northern hadn't led until extra innings. And then in the bottom half of the eighth, Peyton Lombert leads off with a single. But only after he hit two pop flies in foul territory that were both dropped and both hit a northern defender right in the glove. And they and they sometimes they're tough plays in foul ground. You know, it's the wind swirling on some days, or the ball's got no. It just hit him in the glove and popped out. Uh, then an, then an e, then another error gets Jake Patterson on, and then Porter Kays reaches for the fourth time in the game, Dennis. But he got on, he was 0 for 5 because he got on with four errors. That was the kind of game this was. So now you have three, I think uh, two runners on, a run comes in to score. A uh, fielder's choice gets hurt a piece on. So there's runners on the base. You have the tying run in the on-deck circle. And Ruiz bears down and strikes out Connor Randall and Cole Bowman. Cole Bowman fought for about 12 pitches before he finally struck out. But... Finally, after I believe my broadcast time was three hours and 24 minutes, which I'll have to check, but I believe that is the longest broadcast in the history of GetStuckOnSports.com. <laughs> and Northern wins 12-9 in a game that they stole. They did not play well enough to win the game, but they took advantage of Marysville's mistakes, and they get the win. And... This is how I know everyone went, all right, we're forgetting about that game. Dennis, you know after a game when we put out on social media, hey, final, Team A, 7, Team B, 5, Team A stats did this or whatever. Usually fans, kids, coaches from Team A will like the tweet. There was not one person from Northern that touched <laughs> that tweet. They knew they escaped with their lives, but it's a good thing they did because yesterday, not only did Lance Cruz beat Lakeview, Port here on high beat Frazier. Yeah, this is huge. Really muddle up the Mac Blue. So now Lance Cruz is seven and two, Lakeview seven and three, Northern six and three, Frazier six and four. You're asking how are they not play the same amount of games? Remember, Lance Cruz and Northern are in the middle of a game that got suspended due to darkness. It's the middle of the fourth. It's seven five. Lance Cruz on top of Northern. That could end up deciding the league. But how about Port here? Well, before I get to Port here on high. That was just the most bizarre game I've ever played. I have game two between them tonight, and I would imagine I'm going to see a better game. Well, uh, two, the, the other thing, because we, we talked about it on Monday. We didn't anticipate any high-scoring games this week. No. No, I didn't, and it was just... But you also anticipate these two teams catching the ball. Yes, because that's the thing. Marysville, they've thrown it around... A little at times, but nothing bad where you're going, come on, guys, 
you got this because you know both these teams are, are solid teams. Again, Marysville, the reason why their record is the, is the way it is is because they haven't gotten any bats going. They've had pitching, they've had fielding, they haven't had offense. Northern was starting to put it all together. And it's like they, hopefully, they just exercised all their demons in one fell swoop. <laughs> and the next two games are going to be very crisp, well-played games. The only redeeming quality is it was beautiful, it was 80 and sunny, and Three and a half hours goes by a little quicker when it's 80 and sunny compared to when it's 40 and a north wind. <laughs> yeah, that's all you needed to make this one perfect. Yes. That and, and a hot date afterwards, which is the real reason that you think the Marine City-Lincoln football game is the worst game ever played. It was still – that, that was <laughs> like a cherry on top. But it was – yes, this goes in the pantheon of – Whatever word you – we need to get come up with a, 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 a word because the pantheon of whatever, the pantheon of what the hell is Lincoln Marine City, PH Marysville basketball at Marysville, and now Northern Marysville baseball. Those are the three games that I have done that I can enter in or the, just the Twilight Zone games because those all – and for different reasons – were in there. Lincoln was down a thousand and was still running hurry up spread offense when they couldn't complete a pass. Marysville and PH basketball was a game where no one wanted to make a shot and they just kept throwing it out of bounds. And then this was a game where there were errors and there were some nice plays in the game. Zach Winston made a great diving catch in center field. Northern turned two double plays in the game. John Herdebees roped a double in the opposite field gap. So it wasn't all bad. There were some nice flashes. It was just, it felt like it was contagious and error was in the air yesterday. And hopefully it's all out of their system. Going to send you up to the UP so you can do the next 67 nothing three-inning softball. Yeah, game. that won't happen. <laughs> anyway, Port Huron High knocks off Frazier. This is a nice win for the Big Reds, and here's the big thing. Clayton Thompson started, went six innings, only walked two. The Big Reds had just two errors in the game. Eric Whiting comes in, shuts the door, one, two, three, bottom of the seventh, and that was after Port Huron High was down four to three going into the seventh. Yes, four to three going into the seventh. They put up four runs. They take it seven to four. A hit for Clayton Thompson. He drove in two. Eric Whiting had a hit and stole a bag. Cade Hansel had two hits, an RBI and a run scored. And Amari Holler had two hits, an RBI and a run scored. This is a young Port here on high team that we said when they play just fundamental baseball can win games. Uh, and because, uh, you know, the, the Big Reds haven't had the greatest season, Cade Hansel has kind of been hidden in the shadows, but uh, we should point out he's actually having a really good year for the Big Reds this year. He gets on base. I think he's only not got on base like in one game this year. It's yeah. been incredible, but that's a, that's a nice upset win now. Hey, you want to? I want to see a little bit of growth and maturity. They did this the first series of the year against Lance Cruz, and then kind of got taken to the woodshed the next two. Go, go take the series against Frazier. You took game one, split the next two, get a series win, and get some feel really good about yourself going into a rivalry series against Marysville to finish up the week, finish up the the conference season. All right, Marine City beat Lakeshore 10-6 to in the only other game to uh, talk about. Uh, Wyatt Walker had a hit, an RBI, three runs scored, 
two steals. What was it? 11 stolen bases for the Mariners yesterday. Zach Tetler had uh, two of them. He had two hits, a triple, four RBIs, two walks, scored three times. Charles Tigert had three hits, two of them doubles, knocked in three, walked once, scored a run, five stolen bases for Charles uh, Tigert, uh, and the uh, Mariners get another uh, victory. Yeah, and they're a they're now tied because guess what? Lamphere dropped a game to Warren Mott. They are now tied for the league lead in the Matt Gold. Mariners didn't play their best game from the looks of the box score and from what I was reading, but they have an they survive. You win. Like Northern. Hey, the, 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 the positive you take out is you played an awful game and you found a way to win Marine City. Looks like they didn't play their best. They beat Lakeshore. Tomorrow they'll be in Marine City with a chance to get the series sweep and set up a huge showdown with Lamphere for the league title. And Mariners are just trying to keep some, some good times going and maybe get a league title and then have some momentum because they're going to be the underdog come district time. I don't think there's a doubt about that. And whether whether the Mariners like it or not, Richmond and St. Clair are the favorites in that district. But I will definitely say I Marine City can throw a big wrench in, in the plans of those two teams. Absolutely. All right. Uh, today, you get to see game two between Northern and Marysville. Yes. I'm, they got it all out of their system. Those are <laughs> you two, hope. Those are two well-coached teams. Those are two teams that I've seen play good ball. We've both seen those two teams play well, good, good, well-played ball. And they were players that that made mistakes yesterday. It wasn't one player. I think of the. I think there were seventeen or eighteen errors in the game. I bet you fourteen different kids made errors. Yeah, it's it's contagious. When it happens, it kind of just gets contagious. It's like hitting. You get those games where just everybody throughout the lineup. Just gets hot at the same time, and the the ball has eyes. So that's today. Tomorrow, I have Lakeshore Marine City game two of that series. Big game for the Mariners. And then if they win that one next week, we're gonna have. If as long as they play in Marine City, we're gonna have to find one of us a day to go down to do the Marine City Lampfear game. Hopefully, they play a doubleheader and we can do both games. And hopefully, they can clinch a league title. All right, uh, and I'm doing softball uh, the rest of the week, uh, and it starts tonight in Richmond. Doubleheader with North Branch. Uh, I'm, again, very excited to see these two games and see how it transpires and get a look at a North Branch team that I know is good but that you know is going to see Katie Shoeboy probably twice. Unless they go ten innings, yeah, yeah. like they did with Elmont, and that's or she'll other- pitch at least in both games. She might not start game two, but they yeah. they use her sometimes as like a two or three inning closer. That, that's what they did against Yale. She came in in the seventh and retired the seventh and the eighth to get the win. So those are some big games. Have the conclusion of a lot of BWAC series. If Yale wants to even have a chance. They need to jump up and nip Richmond. Armada needs to survive at Crosslex. So have some good games going on in the BWAC. And, yeah, softball finally are getting played. And at least at least these games are getting played in nice weather. I don't want to discount wins that are won when it's 35 degrees out. But I feel like you get a truer 
estimate of where the two teams stand when it's 75 and sunny instead of 35 and cloudy. Yeah, but but again, uh, I know I know what the the coaches are going to tell you is both teams are playing in the same conditions. Yes. So and they count the same. Yeah. So, but to try to get a true grasp of what a team's potential is and where they really stand, I want to see them in ideal conditions. But I'm excited uh, for tonight. And so far, I haven't been disappointed. The Richmond Algonac doubleheader gave me what I wanted. The uh, Algonac uh, Elmont doubleheader gave me what I wanted. And I, I just got a feeling Richmond and North Branch is going to be another one of those great doubleheaders. Hopefully they are. All right. And hopefully uh, I don't have to go through anything that uh, that you went through yesterday. Yeah, because just, just as uh, one more little note. Dennis, your game, they did a, a JV varsity doubleheader, right, for yep. St. Clair Marine City. So your game didn't start till 5.30. Yeah, my we game, actually didn't start till like 5.45. Okay, so 5.45. My game started at 4.30. So when, when you're following a team on Game Changer, when a game ends, it pops up on your phone. I went off. I said, all right, game's over. Take a break. It pops up on my phone. Northern 12, Marysville 9, because they finished the Game Changer. I wasn't one commercial in, and it popped up. St. Clair 7, Marysville 0. You finished 20 seconds after me, despite starting an hour and 15 minutes after me. <laughs> People get excited when I'm there. They play good ball. Apparently, they do. <laughs> Apparently, they do. All right, you got anything else? No, I do not. Um, sign up for the golf outing. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.